0: Hello and welcome to Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction, brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. My name is John McMullen. I'm the marketing director here at MBI, and today I'm joined by Landon Boucher and Sean Lothrop of Innovative Structural Engineering. Uh, They're here today to talk about the ins and outs of structural engineering for modular buildings. Uh, Landon and Sean, how are you doing today?
1: Great, great. How are you today?
0: I'm feeling Feeling good, good. I'm feeling good. Uh, So in a nutshell, let's kick this thing off. In a nutshell, what is structural engineering?
2: Yeah, thanks thanks, John, this is Landon. So, I mean really, in a nutshell, structural engineering, it's it's a little bit of an art and a science, probably more science than it is art, uh, but it's a portion of the design that involves what are typically the unseen elements of the building, uh, the structural shell or what is sometimes referred to as the bones of a building. And I say that it's a little bit of an art because you know, there's, there's solutions that we can come up with, right, But that we know as a, just from our own perspective as structural engineers, but, you know, we're working on a project. We're working on that project with a whole team of people, and there's different needs and, and understandings that each person on that team brings to the table, and so sometimes the art is involved with the creativity and coming up with a solution that fits everybody.
1: And, hey, John, this is Sean. So to, so to add to that a little bit, too, you know, is on, a, on a more technical side, we're actually – designing the building to meet two specific types of loading. So basically gravity loading, so making sure the building isn't going to fall down due to gravity and Hmm. and looking at that. And then we're also looking to uh, provide a a lateral system design uh, so if your building is hit with large wind loads or or large amounts of seismic load, uh, the building isn't going to fail in that manner and and stay standing. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of a summary.
0: Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, so, Landon, you mentioned uh, that th- there's a team at work here. So what is the structural engineer's role in the project? Where do you fit in uh, in that team?
2: Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great, great question, you know. And so I'm going to have Sean expand on this a, a little bit. But, you know, we get asked that question, you know, from time to time. And I, already, I always phrase it, and really it's, it comes down to three, three, three parts, really. Number one, it's to listen, right? That's how it starts off. Right? We want to listen and understand the customer's objectives for that project. Uh, number two, we want to present the options, right, on how to achieve those objectives. And then number three, we want to coordinate effectively to ensure the, indi- the desired outcome uh, for whatever project it is that, you know, we're, we're working on at that moment. But, you know, specifically when it comes to sort of the nut- nuts and bolts, if you will, for what our role is, I, I think I'd like Sean to expand on that a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. So, um we're basically creating, uh, if, if it's a wood structure, we're creating a wood framing plan to show how to build the structure. Uh, you know, at the foundation level, we're creating a, a foundation plan that shows, you know, how thick the concrete should be, where the rebar should be located, where the anchor embed should be. So we're basically creating a plan set and then a calculation set to go along with it to submit to the jurisdictions that allow the, um, or gives a guideline for the builder to know how to put the structure together to be able to resist certain types of loading.
0: And so I have to imagine there are some differences uh, between uh, plans and designs that you would make for a modular building as opposed to a traditionally built building. I was wondering if you could go into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is Sean again. I I can uh, comment on that. So really, I I think a lot of people are are maybe get get scared by the term modular or volumetric modular or panelization Mm -hmm. and that. But, But realistically, modular buildings are built with the same materials as traditional site build uh, structures. Um, the main difference is that uh, the, the configuration of the materials. So, you know, a modular structure would be built with maybe a floor and a roof on the, on the volumetric piece with, uh, you know, framing and detailing being different and the attachments to certain parts of the structure being different. But, but overall, the materials themselves are very, very similar to the traditional site-built construction. It's just more of a configuration uh, change in, in how they're put together.
0: Thanks, Sean. I got another question for you. What process do you use when you're working on a modular project? Is it, is it any different uh, than you would normally use? Uh, do you use specific uh, software, specific uh, strategies when you design for modular?
1: So, so rea- realistically, the, the design or the process of designing a modular building is very similar to a tradi- traditional site-built structure. Um, it, as far as it, uh, you know, the structural engineers' view into the project of, of a, the way we approach it is very similar to the traditional. Um, I, I guess, like like I said previously, the only difference is really just understanding maybe each factory's needs and factory configurations and knowing how to deal with specific uh, materials. Different different factories build different ways. So. Uh, factory A may build build all out of steel, and, and we have steel moment frames and steel brace frames, and, and a different uh, foundation configuration, where factory B B may be all uh, wood, and we and we're, we're, you know, so so it's really understanding the the factory's needs and, and kind of approaching it that way, and, and really that's the biggest uh, process difference I guess between modular and and, uh, and traditional, yeah.
0: And you, you speak of the factory's needs. At what point in the process do you start working with the factory? I imagine it has to be pretty early on.
1: Yeah, I mean, we like to get going. I mean, that's, that's honestly one of the first questions we typically ask is is who is the builder, who's the factory, so that we can, uh, if we haven't worked with them already, uh, try to get up to speed on on what their system is and how they like to build. And every factory is geared differently to be able to build efficiently in a certain way. So knowing that up front is really a, really a key. Yeah, yeah, the earlier, the better.
0: Gotcha. So I, I, I have a question. Uh, you mentioned earlier, I think it was Sean, uh, that we don't want the buildings to fall down. Of course, we don't. Uh, <laughs> outside of that, how would you judge your success on a project? What What makes What would make you say, "Hey, I did a good job on that project"?
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, John. This is Landon again. You know, I think there's a number of factors involved. Um, with what we believe constitutes success in a project, right? Um, obviously our, our, our main objective, right, is to make sure that we're, we're creating a, um, a plan set that is in line with the building code and is structurally sufficient and, and buildable, right? That's that's really the key thing, is, is it buildable? Uh, but you know, ultimately what I think really matters is what the customer believes. And so when a customer comes back and asks us to work with them again or refers us to a colleague of theirs, Uh, that's how we know that we've succeeded on a, on a project. And and to that end, that's really been, I think the key factor in our growth over the past, you know, 15 years or so uh, has been that, that sort of word of mouth marketing. Um, And, and, you know, maybe Sean might want to touch on that a little bit as well, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, for me on the, on the technical side of things too, of looking at, you know, success for me would be one, delivering a plan, setting everything on time to the client and making sure that it's well coordinated, you know, so, especially with, with with modular buildings we want to make sure that the the engineers are all talking to each other whether it's uh, mechanical electrical structural all those people know where you know where their systems are going and and we've had that well coordinated and and coordinating with the factory also making sure that we understand you know how the how the structure is being built and so you know if all of that is happening up front then there's no major delays on the project there's no major changes you yeah. know everything is smooth it gets delivered on time so ultimately, we're all trying to get the product to the owner on time and deliver it, you know, as promised. So um, if we have a successful project, then it's, you know, well co- well you know well, uh, plans delivered on time, well-coordinated set, and, and ultimately the build of the mods have arrived on time, and, and we've done what we promised. And, and uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, that's well said.
0: I have a question about your role within uh, the team, and we touched on this earlier, and, and something about your last uh, response sort of sparked it, Mike head again with whom in the team do you work most closely with is it the factory do you interface a lot with the architects um who is your uh who, who do you work most closely with when uh, developing the plans for a building
2: yeah uh you know Sean again can touch on this a little bit as well but really depends on on that project so sometimes when we are uh contacted to um to, to bring on, on board as part of a design team, uh, sometimes we are contracted directly with an architect, sometimes that's with uh, the developer, and sometimes it's directly with the factory. So, you know, ultimately, that's our, our customer is really everybody, right, that we're interfacing with, but, our, but our, our number one customer is the person that we've contracted with on a project. And so it really varies from project to project, but um, the, the two key people that we're going to be interacting with the most in general is going to be the architect and the factory, we're still going to be interfacing with all the other subconsultants consultants um, and, and the, the, even the, the the site construction teams all of that but the two main are going to be the architect and the factory.
1: Lennon's correct. I mean we, we the, the way we interact with the architect and the in the factory is is key. Um, maybe what some people don't understand is that you know there's there's a there's a factory component and then there's a site component yeah, to point. to this uh, type of building and you may have we may have a different architect on a portion of the building, but for the most part, there, there's usually one fa- one architect, one factory, and we're and we're, you know, working with those two groups to get everything done. But there could be an owner's rep too that we're also typically working on maybe site built structures and and different things that aren't part of the factory process. That that way, there's one engineer on a product, and we're not bringing in multiple people to do similar designs. What we've found is it's really efficient to make sure that you have the same engineering team for the factory for the site portion for even the site walls or site uh trellises and that that way there's an understanding from that one engineer of how the whole project goes together so um yeah that's kind of real correct that's a really really good point yeah (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: so do you guys get to go on site as well as you know your design in design work in your offices do you get to uh, go everywhere the project goes or are you stuck behind a desk all day (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, no, no. We do. So uh, the code requires specific parts where we actually have to observe the construction, uh, not necessarily the factory construction, but but some of the site construction. Depending on the jurisdiction, uh, we'll have to be out to observe, uh, say, rebar and trenches prior to concrete pour, or we'll have to observe any of the site work framing being done, or any of the any of the framing or steel work done on site. So there's. There's, uh, depending on the size of the building, the seismic design categories, the, the jurisdiction requirements, we may have to be on site uh, very often, and then there's some projects we don't have to be there at all, so it really depends, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're there, usually there quite a bit. Yeah.
0: So tell me more about the value proposition uh, that modular or off-site constructions uh, brings specifically to the structural engineer.
2: Yeah. Uh, this is Landon again. That's a that's a great question, and honestly, that's a question that we don't really get too often. I think that the industry, you know, speaks obviously very well about the value proposition of of modular in general, particularly to a, a building developer. But uh, when it comes to design consultants, specifically the structural engineer, you know, for us, right, our our product is our our plant set, right? That's our product, and so I think the inherent nature of of modular or offsite construction. Uh, provides us with the process of, you know, streamlined and thorough coordination with all the various stakeholders involved, and so that really puts us in an optimal position to provide a, a product or a plan set uh, that represents our team in, in the most positive light.
1: And and to add to that, John, I, this is Sean again. I'm, one of the benefits that, that we really love as a structural engineer is that the, the product is built in a factory controlled environment yeah. And, it, and it's built in the same systematic way, usually on, on every project, depending, like a factory will have one way to build and they usually try to follow that. So you'll, you'll get uh, factories that have done this over and over and over with different types of structures in a controlled environment. So we feel like the product can be superior to traditional um, built structures where you don't have a controlled environment you're building and, Maybe the the lumber and the materials out in the sun or the weather and that these are these are well controlled environments that uh, produce a great product. Right. So that that's a big uh, prob- you know value item for us because we feel like the the, the final end product is is solid. It's a great point.
0: So what do traditional engineers need to know before trying their hand at modular?
1: You know, basically uh, modular differs from traditional structures in that. Uh, there's a configuration difference of how the how the projects go together and and, and the biggest uh, challenge for uh, an engineer coming into modular is really knowing what each factory how they want to build and what their methods of construction are So it's really more or less trying to get up to speed on how the configurations are put together and how the how the factory wants to build as every factory has their own method of, of uh, production and that and, and really just getting up to speed on what they're doing is, is a is a big major uh, uh, item. Other than that, the buildings really really are designed very similar to to site-built structures and uh, similar methods as far as lateral and gravity resistance of the building, Um, but yeah.
0: Speaking of of methods, I'm gonna switch gears just a little bit. We all have our methods of working and they have all been uh, disrupted here of late. I was wondering uh, how uh, COVID-19 has affected Uh, Your ability to do your job has it affected that of your team? Uh, Have you had to change how you've worked with um, any of the other factories that you've dealt with? I was wondering if you could tell me about that.
1: You know, uh, COVID-related stuff. Really, we haven't. We've just seen a little bit of reduction in business. Not much. I mean, it's maybe been five, ten percent of our workload, and I think that's expected, really, with everything that's going on. But. But uh, honestly, our biggest diff- change with all of this is that we're working remotely. I mean, all of our engineers are at their homes working, and, and uh, I, I feel like we're still able to uh, coordinate really well, and we're able to you know work with the factories and, and uh, stay in communication like we normally would. Um, obviously, there's going to be a few hiccups here and there, but for the most part, uh, we're, we're doing well.
0: Excellent. I think
1: it was a little bit, you know, maybe
2: a little bit rougher in the beginning, but after, after a couple of weeks, everybody really got situated and kind of found their... Um, you know, their, their sweet spot and how to operate remotely so
0: well, I'm glad to got hear a lot,
2: gotten a lot better
0: I'm glad to hear it um, how did you t- you both touched on this a little bit earlier how did you get started in modular engineering what what drew you to the field
1: you, you know actually it was when I worked at a uh, th- this is Sean again uh, it was when I worked with a different firm we, we got introduced to kind of modular techniques uh, we started working a little bit with uh, Barvista Homes, uh, mainly in California, a little bit in Colorado. Um, and then uh, from there, after I started my my own firm, uh, we, we basically got into a little bit of work with Michelle Kaufman and just through referrals and, and different things like that, we've ended up working with probably about a dozen or more factories all around the US. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, interesting to learn of the concept as a young, you know, as a, as a younger engineer at that time. And, and, uh, but to learn the different, uh, techniques that are out there and, and methods of construction, we, we've really bought into modular is a, was a great technique.
0: And can you tell me about, uh, a project that you're working on now, or, or maybe, maybe two or three projects if you can? Yep.
1: Yeah, just briefly, I mean, uh, two of the, two of the bigger projects we're working on right now, we have a couple of projects in, uh, LA County and uh, one is the uh, Martin Luther King Building. It's a social services building in, in L.A. County. It's a, it's a three-story steel building with uh, brace frames, moment frame structure, uh, concrete floors, metal deck. It's a very, uh, very interesting project. And then uh, for L.A. County, also, we have another project at the uh, UCLA Medical Center campus in You. And uh, it, it's basically, I want to say, seven buildings that are all uh, mainly steel-framed. Uh, they have some wood elements to them, um, but uh, very similar buildings to the MLK project where they're uh, two, three-story uh, steel-framed and with some portions of wood. But, but yeah, they're, they're uh, great projects. And Landon could probably comment about a couple other uh, residential and different things.
2: No, I, thanks, thanks, Sean. I think those, those projects are um Probably the most high profile ones that we have going on right now. They're just getting a lot of attention from, uh, just local, you know, politicians and that sort of thing within, within and around the LA area. So it's really great to be involved with those and, and the impact that they're going to have on the community. Uh, so definitely thankful for the opportunity that the factory brought, uh, brought to us. Um, other than that, we've got several hospitality projects, uh, some multifamily affordable housing, and then, of course, you know some other uh, like civic-related projects, kind of spread throughout the western states. Um, so, obviously, you know, as, as a structural engineering firm, we do a lot of different types of work. Sometimes it's seismic retrofits, it could be renovations, it could be parking structures, and uh, we have other stuff that's traditional site-built stuff. So, uh, but the modular has been something that I think, particularly over the last few years, we've just really seen uh, the interest level and, and the demand really continue to grow, and it's been been great to be a part of uh, of that kind of coming in like Sean said in the early early sort of stage of the volumetric modular concept and then uh, you know being a part of writing uh, that writing that wave of success along with you know the, the factories so yeah
1: it's been great yeah know one thing this is Sean again I'd like to add is that you know that a big chunk of our work too is custom residential homes I mean there's That's a good there's point a big yeah. market out there for or, or a lot of the factories are building very high-end uh, a lot of stuff up in uh, the Lake Tahoe area, there's a lot of really high-end homes in the barrier Area that are being built modular. Um, so it's it's very unique how modular structures can be adapted to any type of architecture. Uh, a lot of people think modular needs to be a boxy building that is, uh, you know, you can see that it's a modular building. I, and I would challenge some people to even recognize that some of these building, buildings are modular after they're built. So... Um, it, it's a very unique process. I mean, I, uh, we we highly recommend uh, anyone looking to build modular to explore it and, and uh, go down that road. Well,
0: that's a great point. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up at the end. It, it, it is really getting difficult to tell the difference. And, and uh, it sounds like you guys have been staying very busy. I'm thrilled to hear that. Uh, I just wanted to say uh, thank you both for coming on, Landon and Sean from Innovative Structural Engineering. Uh, we're, we look forward to to having you as uh, MBI members for a long time to come. Thank you. Thank you again.
2: Oh, thank you. We're, uh, we're glad to have the opportunity. Thanks, John. Yeah, we appreciate it, John. Thank you.
0: All right. My pleasure. Uh, this has been John McMullen from Inside Modular, the podcast of commercial modular construction, uh, brought to you by the Modular Building Institute. Until next time. Thank you.